podcast episode five uh we've coming back after a bit of a delay it turns out that trying to find guests and do all the scheduling is kind of tricky but uh here we are we are back in between two rock studio with a fancy new multi-channel recorder so hopefully the quality will increase but you know we'll see the learning process um so yeah the uh, the quality of recording will increase <laughs> Right. The quality of content. Do you remember 30 seconds ago when you're like, I'm going to get rid of my keys, and now we're back here <laughs> listening well, to your keys. Do, jingle do you, jangle. Do you remember 10 seconds ago when I needed to open another beer? Yeah, I guess I do remember that. All right. Well, everybody, welcome. Uh, my co-host this week is the returning uh, friend of mine, Colin Ryan. Welcome. Hello. Good to be back. Yeah. Good to have you back. Up here in the uh, attic. That's it. I'm done <laughs> talking. Really, right. really coming in snappy, hot. guys. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, yeah, Colin's been on a few episodes as my co-host, so he's back again. Um, yeah, and our guest this week is the owner of, well, co-owner of Elm City Games and uh, also the front man of a band I meant to ask the name of before we started. I think the word Savage might be in it. Oh, or Savage. Savage World. I like Savage lead- World. I like that you're leading with like the least... I guess Elm City Games is very New Haven oriented, but yeah. I guess Savage World is too. Yeah. Great. Fuck it. What's the problem? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm all good. I'm you about, perform in New Haven. I'm I'm about the, no, yeah. what I mean is like I do other things that most people would like introduce me as doing. Okay. Which oh, is cool though. Like I what? Like I like this. <laughs> is there something you're Let's more known all for of that I should have mentioned? Or? I mean, maybe not in New Haven. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like I'm a notable all right, yes. you also, game designer. Okay, What's your secret talent that no one knows about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I so Matt, entire hot dog in one bite. <laughs> Oof, that's yeah. all right, so we gotta really unpack <laughs> this. The next alert. forty minutes is <laughs> not all a, gonna be a, hot dog stuff. Not a secret. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Matt Fantastic does. Uh, you do own Prettiest Princess Games, is that right? Yeah, although that's actually. Uh, I can't talk about, well, I guess I can. We can do a little soft announce because nobody fucking listens to this podcast anyway. That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. This is a great place so, to share your confessions. Yes. Yeah, so I've listened to almost all of them. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Princess is a publishing company and we are, uh, but I have long run it as like a very DIY sort of situation um, where money is really not the focus and I just want to make weird art and we put out zines and, and, you know, like short runs of weird games and stuff like that. Um, but we are, uh, we have some capital. We're bringing on some partners and, uh, starting a new, uh, weirdo publishing company, uh, called Killjoy. And that is going to be doing a lot more, uh, big stuff. Like we, we are going to be launching at, um, 
spiel. So just large games, huge games that take up the whole house, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, potentially, potentially. Life-size nice. chess, potentially. that kind of thing. That's a little trite, but like weird stuff. I mean, like we are definitely yeah. so stepping... Harry Potter 1, Colin. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like we're definitely like like a full house game. Like, sure, great. Like we want to do weird stuff, right? I, I, yeah. I do a lot of work with other publishers. We're going to make stuff with big licenses and, you know, mass marketing kind of focused stuff. Um, this is really 100% like my weird art house take on, you know, games. We're putting out records. We're doing books and zines. Um, How about a Cosby show game? No good? We Well, so here's the thing. We would we would do that actually, um, but it would be – he would be Too like, controversial? Theo? Too d- controversial? No, 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 no. That's not the issue. It's actually we if would make – Theo's a real loaded gun in this situation. <laughs> no, no. I feel like if it was appropriately handled, we would 100% do a game about like fucking the sexual – creep tendencies of powerful men in you know everything really right yeah i was like um mm-hmm. but you know like i mean that would be cool like I mean, the thing is like one of the big things and this is where i'm gonna get really pretentious about it is that um uh game like tabletop games is an art form um especially when you get outside of like rpgs have really not matured in a meaningful way, right? So video games, I think we, you know, 15, 20 years ago, um, had the debate of our, can games be art, right? And, and then the answer was, yeah, so pretty firmly yes, right? Like, um, and you can experience very different things with digital games now. Um, you can have like a game like Journey where you literally just, like, yeah, I was going to be the Journey exact is, game is that the I, the point, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, depression quest and you know like all these weird awesome uh games that are making you feel things other than just uh fun right and i think there's a great place for fun um and i make a lot of games that we're i we're not anti-fun that here, i pitch guys. We as just want to be clear yeah. i theoretically <laughs> make a lot well i th- theoretically make fun games for other people at least um but we're gonna make fun games too it's but it's just really kind of like trying to explore the medium of games um as a, a place we can do more than just have fun or sort of like quasi learn something. Right. Um, you know, I have my most critically acclaimed game, uh, certainly not my best selling, but my most critically acclaimed game is, uh, a single piece of paper, um, that you destroy in the process. And it is about, uh, contentiously dividing your possessions during a divorce. Um, and a lot of people cry, uh, like I say that and some wow. people are like, oh, that's kind of funny. Ha ha. No, like, no, it's fucking sad. It's not good. It's a bad time. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a productive cry though, maybe. I mean, some people, I mean, like it's, it's not even a like, feel good cry. You just feel yeah, like shit sometimes after. I feel oh, I mean, better they're, after a cry, you know, this is people getting up and being like, whoa, this is too real. Too real. Um, wow. Cause it's really, have you been through a divorce? Is yeah, I have, okay. I have. Yeah. I, I have. was like, this sounds like something you wouldn't just like, I, it wouldn't even occur to me to do something like this. The one that uh, kills me is the, there's an image of a dog. And that okay. just destroys right. me because yeah. I had a dog. And right. Was... You have to slice it in half with an X-Acto knife. Well so, yeah. well, so the way the game works, yes, effectively, you're tearing the paper. But uh, basically, you're trying to get stuff on one side and the other person's trying to get stuff on the other side. And effectively, what you do is to get the things you want, you are destroying the things the other person wants. Um, wow. So like I really want the house, but I literally am looking at a fucking picture of the kids. And I am tearing them right in half as I'm <laughs> trying incredible. to. That's incredible. Yeah, this is some <laughs> yeah. No, it's fucking. Shit. It's oh, fucked up. Man. It's great. I mean, like, what's and, this game and, called? Where can we purchase it? Uh, it's called Love Will Tear Us Apart, and it's a free PDF. Oh, and you okay. can see, you nice. can see why we're starting kind of a new brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. where people have money and are like, "Hey, you dumb idiot! Like, you should monetize this at least some amount." Right. Um, 
And then the problem is, I'm like, well, I'm kind of not really. Do so you have like a Patreon or something? We're on gonna there, we're so gonna start a Patreon. So people can be like, I mean, I should probably give this guy two dollars or whatever. Well, I mean, know? we do yeah. a lot of we do a lot of like donation stuff at conventions where right. I just like yeah, put yeah. photocopies out. Like, I was you gonna know. say, if you don't like making money, you can get into the blog game. It's also ripe I, with just losses. Well, so I did I did game media for a long time. Okay. Actually, yeah. uh, we we hosted a uh, mildly popular podcast. Nice. Um, we're actually looking at doing some more media stuff, but it's tough now. Because like uh, when you sort of with mediocre blog, <clears throat> yeah, way too well, many people just, in the podcast yeah. oh, market. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah, every completely. guy with an attic studio thinks he can jump <laughs> into the completely. game. Um, we actually have a really interesting idea for like a side, just total podcast podcast. But as far as like doing stuff more in the game industry specifically, it's tough when you become like I'm kind of on the other side to some degree, right? Where it's like, well, I'm not going to like review my friend's game, right? Yeah, now you're a you know, like it's yeah, it's well, hard, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, not going to be like, hey, dude, like you're my peer and your game fucking sucks. Books, right like not that i think that's a good way to review things yeah, but that's even what just, amazon is for <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i actually i put it in the youtube comments uh <laughs> nice yeah. the most measured of all criticism <laughs> <laughs> like for like follow for follow <laughs> uh so you are you were... on that tip can we just <laughs> no. say that actually we should that should be the bumper at the end you're saving it right like for like follow for follow i don't know what that is are you what are you fucking oh god i'm a fellow kid i guess i don't know i, am, I, am, like, I feel like i'm is older that like than trading backlinks from back in the day or yeah, what no it's a current thing it's like it's like you know like the the little twitch streamer they're like it's your boy right x face yeah. and <laughs> coming at you from the thing <laughs> like for like follow for follow you know like right, that kind of right. weird yeah. shit that the kids are into yeah but what does it mean like for like follow for so follow? like if trade you likes, like if you follow. like my thing right, right, right i will look at your profile and say oh you like this so i'll yeah. go like whatever your I guess shit for is. me it's like it's sort of an unspoken rule i didn't know that we were saying it out loud but yeah i guess like when somebody follows me on twitter i'm like all right if you're something that is reasonably okay no, some people have to be told well so the thing is you're bribing people to like you it's not that right. you're gonna not return it yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. idea that you're like hey if you're on the fence about taking four seconds of effort to express your <laughs> mild interest in the thing that i do um i will also take five seconds to express nice. my my mild interest in the thing that you do and that's where babies come from yeah and that's how you get and that's how you get a million instagram followers (laughs) and that which is the point of of all this content production is to reach a million shallow followers well it's really interesting actually when you're looking at the the role of content producers right and i think that we're finally kind of catching up where enthusiast media is being recognized as having kind of an intrinsic financial value to the corporate world right so um for so long, you know, like I, it's funny because I'm, I'm like I'm I'm a really bad anti-capitalist. <laughs> in you're theory. so good at it. No, no, I'm not good at it because I don't care. But like, I like the theory of how these things fit together, right? And so, so you have people that are really excited about a thing, right? And then they talk about how excited they are about a thing, and like, if you have enough people listening to you talking about that. Like you're you're measurably increasing the sales or revenue or something of a product or service or company or whatever, right? And so companies for so long have been like happily allowing people to do this, right? And they're like, oh, I'll send you a free game or like, oh, check out this, you know, new book or whatever, right? right. And then you're like, oh shit, this book's great. And you tell all your people, and you know, we've we've long since established that the most effective form of advertising is sort of like peer suggestion and right. review and that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, word of mouth, right. Is, is by far the most effective way. And so, you know, for the price of a game, I could get someone to word of mouth, recommend my shit to like 
so many people, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really good that a lot of these content creators, the, the, the paradigm has shifted a little bit and a lot of these content creators are actually fucking making money and the companies are like, we're going to take care of you because you're going to do this thing. Like it's no longer like, Hey, we're going to send you a free pair of sunglasses and you like take Instagram photos mm-hmm. with it. It's like, we're going to pay you a bunch of money to take pictures with these sunglasses, right? So how does that work in the in the game market? How do you make any money? Well, so tabletop is very weird compared to uh, digital. Mm-hmm. Um, and which aspect are we talking about making money? Making money in anything. Where do I buy that piece of divorce paper? <laughs> well, so I, you can just download it for free. Uh, That's pretty, the problem. PrettiestPrincessGames.com. <laughs> well, so, so well, what's interesting, I mean, right? He's a communist, so it's going to be tricky uphill battle for him. Well, his businesses. Well, so, well, so the thing is that it is, it is. Um, so to be clear, like I do other things that make money. Uh, and it, even just purely speaking about game design, right? Like I just had an X-Files game come out, right? right. I didn't, I mean, I love the X-Files and it was really fucking exciting yep. to do it. Uh, but also like they, you know, they paid me like adult money to do the thing. <laughs> no, who, who, who paid you? you? X- X-Files? Or? No, so um, IDW, which is a huge comics publisher. I just okay. referred to X-Files as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who paid you? X-Files? Mr. X-Files? <laughs> Listen, Chris Carter. Is it Mulder? I mean, it's Chris Carter's nickname. It's fine. Um, but no, so, you know, so IDW, you guys don't know IDW? Like, they publish all the Ninja Turtle comics and, like, yeah, I don't know. Huge, they're, they're, like, if you're in a comics, they're like, yeah. they are, they are, so there's like the Marvel DC, right? Like, they're yeah. kind of, you know, fucking kings Once of the you, castle. Once, like, and then you have second Dark tier. Horse, I, that's... So, so Image, Dark Horse, IDW is like th- the other one. Okay. And cool. then maybe to a lesser extent, Oni. Um, uh, but like, yeah, they're on that tier. Right? Okay. Like they, they do a lot of cool shit. They do a lot of licensed stuff. They have like a back to the future comic. They do, you know, like all kinds of right. stuff. Um, and so they started a game division a few years ago. Um, and they've been doing some really cool stuff and they were like, Hey, do you want to make this X-Files game? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to make this X-Files game. Um, but that pays real money. Right. So, so when we're talking about the weird single paper divorce stuff, this is like a hundred percent like art project shit. Right. This is stuff that I'm just making cause I like making it. And I would I get you know like the extent like so the the whole vision with what was previously prettiest princess games or still is I guess um, but is now going to be uh, Killjoy is that uh, money is only relevant to our decision making process insofar as we need to be generating enough money so that we can keep doing cool shit right right of course, like yeah. like we're not going to not make something that we're really excited about because we're not sure it's going to be a hit or this or that mm-hmm. right and and we're happy to subsidize um some of the more out there projects that we're really passionate about with some of the like accidental hits right uh so so you know i i had this one game that came out and I actually sold it to somebody else so i i did i did a bunch of them i sold a bunch and then i sold the i didn't want to reprint it i sold it off to somebody else and like that money subsidized you know making this weird game about divorce right or mm-hmm. you know things i guess weird game about divorce didn't really cost that much um although actually new haven new haven uh relevant um uh craig gilbert did the art for it um, so I don't know if you know, you know, Craig, you guys, mm. um, he did, uh, he's, he's, he's like, artist. Name, but... he's an artist around new Haven. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of stuff with new England brewing. He probably did this can that we're looking at right now. Actually. Okay. Oh, actually yeah. I'm looking at this. This is, this is 110% his art. Nice. Um, so he did this can of, uh, spin cycle, uh, for new England brewing co local, uh, excellent beer manufacturer. So he did the Gandhi bot, right? He did the original yep. Gandhi bot yep. stuff. Like, I think it was actually his branding idea. By the way, Nebco, I am still looking for sponsors. So by all means, yeah. <laughs> Do you know those guys? <laughs> Not really. No, you I shut mean, them up. You know. They'll give you a hundred bucks to put a fucking ad on the, 
Probably, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're pretty chill. Um, so yes. I don't I don't know anything how the game process works. Like, how do, I think of an idea. What do I pay to make that into a game? And <clears throat> well, who's, so, who's making? I mean, physical, game design physical is like a whole theory. Like there are many books. Well, so so now so I know theory, all the all the stuff. That, I mean, the nothing. Well, I'll just give you. I'll just the, give you. I'll give you the economic fucking, standpoint. Yeah, of. here's the pipeline. Here's the pipeline. Right. So so let's. Uh, so you have an idea, you make an idea, you play test the shit out of it, you develop it, you do all this stuff, right? So eventually, you know, and this is a much longer conversation. One of the things we didn't talk about is that I teach game design at Quinnipiac. Um, so people, we figured it out. People are paying because it's like $62,000 a year to go to Quinnipiac and credits. We did the math and basically like the class that I teach is generating anywhere from like twenty to $40,000 per section that I teach. And so I'm usually teaching t- two sections a year. I do not get paid that. Yeah. Um, no, adjunct professors do not make any money. Yeah. yeah, but for someone who's not looking for a career in academia, it's like yeah. a, it's an amazing side thing. Like I love love teaching. Um, I feel bad for people that are like, I want to be a tenure professor. I'm right, adjuncting until then. Like it's not a it's not a livable wage if you are just an adjunct. Yeah, right. In, unless right. you're unless you're teaching a ton of classes at multiple universities so that you don't hit the limit. Like you're at the limit at like three different universities because they don't let you teach more than right, you know yeah. x number of two or three classes. Right, and uh, yeah, it's fucking rough. Uh, yeah. but for me, it's fucking great because I love it. It's wonderful. I feel good about it. Um, yeah, my I really father's like an time. adjunct professor at UHart, and he's like, even when he retires, he's like, I'm still going to teach. It's just like super fun. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's great. Just, you know, it's great. Yeah, I taught a gateway for a while. It was awesome. It was, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. It's easier than regular jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you hear uh, that, college, teachers? Well, no, here's the easy. Uh, well, so here's the thing. At a, at a, college at a, at a college level, yeah, <laughs> right, let's, yeah. Let's, let's make a real yeah, clear distinction. Big distinction. <laughs> that at college level, when people Therefore, are paying to be there and they're adults. Yeah, exactly. It actually slides backwards. So, yeah, exactly. It's the thing is like my kid, I have kids that are just like, I didn't do the work. And I'm like, well, you got a fucking F, man. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, okay, right? Like, yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, you know, so, so that all the problems of classroom management, engagement, whatever, you're just like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like college is like, like the college doesn't give a shit. They're like, oh, I mean, that dude didn't do any work. I guess he flunked out and we're going right. to not let him be here anymore. Yeah. Um, so you were into game design way before you opened Elm City Games, as I'm understanding it. Yeah. So Elm City Games um, is a really exciting side part of my career. Um, so Trish who is also my ex-wife. Um, and that's who the game is about? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. sort of. We didn't have kids, and right. we didn't have, like, a lot of... We didn't have money. Like, money's in the game. How about that and we had dog? Was, we had, that's the rough part, right? So she left. She, she came you, back. Did you slice him in half? Well, no, it's okay now because She's she still came... still a bit heartbroken. So she came... Uh, well, I am, yeah. but she also... She came back and is my best friend now. And so we actually opened Elm City Games. I opened Elm City Games, and she was helping me. And then it was like, you're doing all this fucking work. Like, you get to be a partner now. Like, yeah. great, here you go. And this is where the anti... This is where I'm really shitty at capitalism. I was like you're really helping me out here. Like, how about I give you half of the company? Nice. Take a hundred percent of the proceeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the thing is like, I mean, I'm just not, I want to make enough money to not really stress about it, but I'm also never going to, because I like feel weird making money. I had, yeah. a, had a call with a, um, hey, you're not, like you said, you're not a capitalist. It's not your, I'm really, I just, I want to make cool and, stuff. And you and I have had some interesting arguments on Facebook about various political things. Always respectful. I think. Well, well, here's you know the thing. I mean? Here's the thing. If you come, if anybody comes to the table with, uh, a level of good faith that you want the world to be a better place, you think all human beings are kind of equal and, you know, just, just there's basic levels of kind of like what I would consider human decency. Right. I would love to, 
to talk all day about the role of the state in a social safety net. You know, like that's right. fine. Like sure. that's a, that's a, because if, if we're coming at it from the same place of, you know, we don't want kids to starve. We don't want cops to murder minorities. We don't want. Now, what if those kids are a different religion than me though? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that not okay? I don't well, I mean, if they're, if they're, I mean, if they're, if they're evangelical Christians, I don't know, man, but I uh, <laughs> sort of meant it, but yeah, all right. That's good too. No, but, but you know, like I, I think that, I think that something that has been weirdly lost in our current political debate is this sense of like human decency, yeah, you know, right. Sure. Like, like I, and this is there's there's a lot of problems with this. Don't don't take this out of context. But like I miss, I guess, a time that I was not around for, but like sort of like the Barry Goldwater style um, conservatism, right? Like George Will, um, you know, people that are that are, are, are coming to these things and have dramatically different. Ideas right. but it's like an and, and that I do, like, but it's like so you're, you're saying you miss intelligent politicians. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. no, even less than that, or even even lower bar than that. Maybe I don't know that I miss like a populist that has a sense of basic human decency, right? Like mm. when when we're having a debate about like what what is a welfare state look like? What is the right choice here? And we're like, oh, Sweden, you know, like they do some cool shit. And then the other side is like. Let them starve to death. Like that's like we're not going to have a good conversation. Yeah, right. Like you know, so so you know, I think that capitalism has has generated a bunch of really cool things. I think it is morally bankrupt, but but it is also like you know whatever man like <laughs> yeah we don't have to get into the deep deep economic analysis here it's not yeah, exactly so, so, what so, we're here for so my ex-wife and i uh after she came back yeah, not, not back divorce, like guys yeah, yeah not back economics. in a not back in not back in a love not back in a love way. Well, in a love way not back in a not back in a together way nice light um, she uh you know we opened we you know i brought her on with elm city games and, and mm-hmm. you know she was there from the start it was just kind of officially uh recognizing that she was really doing a shit ton of work and at this point she does more way more of the work um yeah. she's 100 percent the man traveling and i'm out doing other stuff that makes yeah. no money um, right sure. <laughs> are you doing stuff looking uh, so promoting elm city it. games or just all your other adventures mostly all the other stuff i mean the okay. thing is it, well the thing that's nice is when you are like sort of um involved in a scene of something yeah yeah. All of the things kind of feed into each other, right? And so, so having the Elm City Games raises my rep in, you know, like as a game designer, as a game developer, as right, a right. professor, right? Mm-hmm. And then being a professor, adjunct, not a real professor, no. for those of you, for those Call of you that get mad about that stuff. That's yeah. big. Dr. Fantastic. I, so I actually, so, here's, so here's exactly. the thing. I actually am the honorable. We can get back to that in a second. I'm legally <laughs> okay. the honorable. Um, and fantastic Honorable, is my fantastic. legal middle name. I feel like that was a question. We're going to get to that. It was not a question. Um, <laughs> oh, someone's question. Someone, right. someone, a Here, listener's question. Yeah. A listener's question <laughs> that I want to make sure we get to. Um, Sad thing is that Facebook commenter is not going to listen to was this. Was it Dave? Was it Dave? I think it was Dave. Yeah, I think um, it was Dave. Dave probably will listen. Boom. Well, you were talking about like cross, no. <laughs> yeah, cross, like because I've actually found the same thing. Like my, me writing the blog. And having the podcast makes me a better comic, makes me more like like they're all connected. They're symbiotic. Like they make me better at the other things that I'm doing. So I think even more than like, yes, absolutely. But like, I think I, I, where I am is even a higher integration of that sort of right, thing. You're better than me. And the, I guess. No, 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 no. His, his what is I'm way saying better is, than yours. No, what I'm saying is that, like yeah. your, your thing is like being it's, it's helping you hone your craft. Right. Your and stupid, it's also Josh. and there's also more of a your community involvement. Being involved in multiple communities is right. all helping all those things. Right. For me, even more than that. 
that it's like, well, I'm a game professor and a game designer. So I'm yeah. immediately taken more seriously as a professor because I'm a designer. I'm immediately taken more seriously as a designer because I'm a professor. And then, oh, I'm immediately taken more seriously because I also own a game cafe, right? Like, it, you yeah. know, like all of these things sort of, it's like, it's, it's a really weird confluence of events that have kind of come together relatively recently mm-hmm. and made me like really weirdly respectable in, in these fields. Um, cause it's kind of, cause it all just feeds each other and it's, yeah. it's this fucking feedback loop of respectability where it's like, oh, I did this, I did that. And it's like, sure. you know, I just got asked and I'm, I'm doing, um, I am going to be doing a, um, teaching fellowship in China. Cool. Uh, of course. Doing game design stuff, uh, in between, uh, you know, basically during like the winter break. Nice. I am missing Christmas. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and it's great. I, I asked my mom, Christmas is a big deal to me. Okay. Um, like not because I like Christ or anything like keep that fucker out of Christmas. Thank you very yeah, much. Sure. Um, but, but you know, like, uh, you know, atheist, uh, atheist gift exchange day, um, yeah, that's nice. family fun. I just, I don't know. I do love you give it. out a lot of board games. Uh, do I, y'all, I mean, I, what do you yeah. Think? yeah, like, come on, man. Of course. Of course. I <laughs> do you just think you're like nieces stuff? and nephews who aren't fans of board games are like, Oh, thanks. Uh, I mean, come on, yeah. Worse, like, oh yeah, totally, than, <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. But you know, whatever. There's the one. You know, that's really fifty into bucks it. would have been really cool, but yeah. Well, you thanks. know what? This cost me eight. So <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm fortunate that my family is actually all really into games. We're going to get to that too. That was a question. Uh, did I grow up in a gaming family? Um, so. Oh, we don't have to answer any of those internet. Yeah, I, like, I want to. I want to. Things? No, well, we can at least do a rapid fire. I think if we we're need gonna. To. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> long. Pull that up. Well, this somehow? is a two. This is a two. Ep- this is a two parter. Did you not know? Because oh, remember, man. you're not recording. Off- be somewhere. Listen, you're not recording often enough. This is like, gonna get cut down to forty five seconds. Actually, yeah, it's gonna be like. Did you play Monopoly as a kid? Oh, of course, all the time. What was your go to piece? So I really liked the dog. Interesting. But then, but then I was uh, in the neighborhood and I found a copy of Monopoly for the NES. So I, I played it, right? It worked, which was insane. I was like, this is the greatest day of my entire life. Like I got a free Nintendo game in the street. Yeah. It was Monopoly. So it was less exciting than right. it could have been. Yeah. But it was like still free NES game, right? Um, and so I uh, brought it home, played it. And it had kind of like a little animation for the different, you know, pieces. And, uh, you know, the dog just, you know, walked like obviously, right. The, uh, the hat, uh, a little rabbit, like half a rabbit popped out and like ran. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, from now on, I'm the hat. There you go. Yeah. So I, so I actually have a very, uh, specific. Yeah. You know, I once found a super Nintendo in the woods on Edgewood Avenue and now it's making me wonder, was there some mom out there just tossing the kids' games out or something? That's Probably, weird. yeah. That's yeah. a weird one. That's a weird one. Because, like, porn in the woods... Yeah, that's, like, a known is thing. ...is, like, a known yeah. thing. Oh, really? But you yeah. understand. You're like, oh, yeah, you went to jack off in the woods or whatever, right. I guess. I mean, <laughs> sure. it's hard if sure, you don't man. have the privacy of your own home and you're, like, a kid, I think. Is yeah, yeah, and you, and you, and you pay oh, for Oh, boy, Josh jacked off old... in the woods. Oh, I didn't have access. You had to have, to like, the a woods. friend. Well, I do have plenty of access to the woods. I don't have access to porn. To his penis. Yeah. Yeah, my, my parents said you wear this chassis belt. It was tight. Yeah. You wouldn't think because we weren't religious. They the, were just the mean. crank me not. You know, they just, uh, anyway, we're getting a little off track here. Okay, so... Elm City Games. So, like, all right, for me, I, um, you know, I, I loved games, you know, from a 
child. Like I played, uh, God, what was that game? It was like Dungeon something. Like, Josh, how, like Dungeon. how old were you when you were born, Josh? Hero Quest? <laughs> I don't remember. Hero Quest, that is exactly what I was thinking of. Well, I mean, we're close enough in age. If we're not right. the exact same age, we're yeah. close enough that we have all the same touchstones. Um, but I, so I remember buying these D&D books at a tag sale down the street, but they were like of various versions, and I could never quite figure out how There's the game worked. There's a lot of pages. <laughs> right. There were so many, and I was like 12, and I wanted to play, but it was like the only people I had to play with were my friends who knew less about it than me. And so I basically never really played. And then recently, um, I was actually at Elm City Games, and I saw the player's handbook, and I'm like, you know what? I fucking want this book. Like, I remember reading it as, if nothing else, the nostalgia of reading the rules of D&D, which is insane. But I was like, yeah. Monster manuals um, are kind of like the oh, best. Monster manuals are the best. Yeah. Oh, man. You, yeah. That's just like good stuff. Um, especially the super powerful monsters, like oh, it's so cool. I know so much stuff about the nine planes of hell thanks to <laughs> the uh, original D and D monster manual yeah. that I had when I was a little kid. I think the second version is pretty fancy, but uh, so you know, I'm thinking about getting into this. Like, how do I, as a person, like, like it's intimidating to just show up at a game. Like, because I like, do I pre-make my character? Yeah, so it's terrifying. I... So, so, so D and D in general is is they've been trying to do a better job of it. Yeah, but it's really the kind of game that you want someone to teach you how to play, right? right. Um, because the big secret about D and D and role playing in general, but especially you know, like very in this case of D and D, it's super fucking easy to play D and D, but it's very, uh, but it's not the easiest to create a character yeah. and it's really not easy to like get a full understanding of all the rules. Right. right. But the thing is like, that's the DM's job, right? So if you show up with a pre-generated character, you know, like I can just give you one. Oh, you want to be a elf ranger? Like, oh, you right. want to be whatever? You know, like, uh, you want to be a cleric and heal people? Great. Here's the thing. People like already have an adventure going on. They're like, oh, we're not taking we'll level get to that. ones. Get we'll get to that. Noob. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. But just just role just D and D in general. So I already get called noob a lot. Right. This is this <laughs> is yeah. This, this is not the scene that's going to push that one. Um, but the just this fear of role playing is it's totally reasonable. Yeah. But but really, what it all comes down to is you just tell me what you want to do. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, yo, there's a goblin. He came out like he's like swinging a sword at you. And yeah. you're like, I'm going to punch him right in the fucking face. And I'm like, great. Roll this, roll this die. Yeah. No, roll this die. Yeah. See that number right there? Add that to that. Yeah. And and then I tell you whatever happened. Right, right. right? Like, right. You don't need to know shit. Yeah. You, you need to know like because it's storytelling, right? It's a collaborative storytelling experience. Mm-hmm. And when you approach it as a collaborative storytelling experience and not a quote unquote game, you can just kind of relax about the rules, yeah. right? And the rule, the rules are there to kind of create a way to, um, adjudicate, um, conflict, right? Yeah. Cause we're talking, Oh, I want to walk through the door. Yeah. Well, okay, because- cool. You walk through a door. You don't need to make a check, right? <laughs> oh, but the door is locked. Well, I'm going to try to break it down. Okay, cool. Like that's now opposed. So yeah. I'm just so we're just going to we need to resolve that conflict. The door right? is an eight armor. I'm class trying to. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, just whatever. Whatever yeah, the mechanic whatever is, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to stab that goblin. Well, he doesn't want to fucking get stabbed. Like right. newsflash, right? So so you need to roll to see if you are good enough to stab him this particular time. But right. you roll a die. I tell you which number to add. Boom. We but resolve I- it. I guess what I'm saying is like, how do I like? For me, it's intimidating. Like, I'm, I walk in Elm City Games. I see games already going on or whatever. Like, how do I make that a, initial like foray? And you just roll a twenty sided die on the table, and you're like, I'm here. Oh, pretty much. Seventeen looks pretty like I'm much. friends with you guys now. Standard like, size. Standard you... size is sixteen millimeters. So if you roll up with like a thirty two, and you're just like, hey. 
There you go. It's just your immediate. You're now the. You're now the so new. Games are just like master. any other community. Just you're <laughs> the dungeon master now. Um, but no, so so I can't speak for everyone else yeah. in the industry. It's a, you know like different people have varying levels of this. Some but people I mean, are better. Some people are worse. Your store, right? But, so but we're going to say, like, well, I'm I walk say, into your store. What I'm going to say is, you walk in California, dude. You walk in. You walk into Elm City Games. And you say, hey, I want to play D&D. Or, yeah. or you send me an email or a message on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you can do is you can join the Facebook group, Elm City Role Playing, right? Okay. Everybody in there is super helpful, happy to answer questions. Um, we have all kinds of information for you. But basically what we're going to tell you to do is show up. Uh, we ask you to RSVP because we um, just want to make sure that – because you, know, you need DMs for players. You know? yep. So um, we just want to make sure that we are accurately kind of representing how many tables there's going to be. So we just kind of do like a little matchmaking kind of thing. So if we have four people that said they want to run games, we uh, have RSVPs up so that you know, a dozen people don't show up when there's only room for six, right? Yeah. Although uh, you know, we're getting usually between 15 to 25-ish people. Uh, Twice a week, wow. so we have Thursdays and uh, Sundays. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, we'll say here it's just an Eventbrite thing. It doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything. It's just so we make sure to kind of right. keep. Accounts, I just need right? to either be a member or get a day pass, right? Well, that's yeah, there's the, money. That, right. That's whatever. Um, Forget it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're well, I mean, here to us. Yeah. Trish will be mad at me, uh, <laughs> but um, she gets half. Well, it's great because she's like, she's like, I'm pretty into like socialism, whatever. And then I'm like, are you? <laughs> but, well, um, you know, but, but yeah. uh, so you, you, we get you RCP, right? So that's kind of a, that's a yeah. quirk of our system because we don't like people to show up and then not be able to play. Yeah. Um, then you, you, we're like, what do you want to play? And you're yeah. like this thing. This kind of archetype. Everybody, you know, people don't have the most complicated archetypes, right? Yeah, sure. So you're Especially like, in the beginning. Exactly. You don't start yeah. with this. And we say, okay, cool. Here's a character that's been made for you. It has all the basic stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can keep your experience that you have while you're learning to play. And then once you learn how to play, you can change all this too. stuff around right. – in a way that now makes sense, right? Yeah. Because you don't know what a fucking you know if you don't know D and D, what is a, would charge is a, you is a sixteen sort of armor class good? Well, I don't fucking know, man. Right? Seems high. So, so but you know what I mean? <laughs> it is good. It is it is relatively high for first level. Um, but um, <laughs> it's like in relation to a twenty sided die, it sounds pretty Colin good. Has never read the books. It's just <laughs> I have read the books. Have in you? Fact. Oh, oh yeah. wow. See, the problem when we would play D and D as a kid, my brother was a dungeon master. Well, he was probably just a dick. We didn't play with like a lot of. I don't think we played with the official rules. You're that Colin's brother. You're a dick yeah he's good he's a good guy (laughs) Ethan or the other Ethan yeah yeah but we uh we'd only play with the same three people yeah plus him so no one wanted to die so no one would ever die because right. that would be like, then well, someone you dies, you're like, one. oh my God, 25% of the people are gone now. Well, they come you know, back. You make a new guy. You can yeah. raise dead. There's, there's, that is a recognized, around it. Yeah, there's a rec- yeah, yeah. that's a recognized flaw in the overall system. Right. And there are ways that it's handled. Okay. Um, but I love that. I love that because I feel like a lot of us were there. Right? I grew up in a gaming family, but I feel like so many people that are like other nerds, like, so, so gaming was less it for me, but I feel like all of us that were kind of like, nerdy in like the 80s when you didn't have the internet and it was like some weird kid that you saw at school and you were like hello fifth grader i see that you're wearing a shirt with a dragon do you know anything about the dungeons as well (laughs) right like and that and that like it was this real journey for all of us and we kind of like wanted to do all this stuff because it was fucking cool but like we didn't necessarily know how to do it like well right properly right so when i learned how to play magic so when magic first came out um, I was in, I believe, sixth grade. Yeah, I think it was like seventh, sixth um, or seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was sixth or seventh grade exactly. I was in middle school. And then all my money was 
gone. Oh no, it was definitely Absolutely. sixth grade. It was definitely for me. I definitely got into Magic in sixth grade. I Damn remember now. Um, but so, but so when we first started playing, for those of you that know anything that don't know anything about Magic, just like now is the time to go pee. Um, <laughs> or you know like whatever um fast forward jerk off in the woods jerk off in the woods jerk off in the woods something for Please. once in your life just, God. hey you should uh <laughs> jerk off in the woods um you'll so, probably find a super nintendo <laughs> yeah yeah nice. uh so so basically we thought that you uh spent mana like a discarded every time you oh, okay. used it and then we also didn't realize that you didn't have to play with all of your cards Oh, and so, yeah. so, so like we were just like we're playing magic, and we'd yeah. have a fucking stack of like hundreds so of cards, blue and cards games, that want. yeah, and games would take for fucking <laughs> yeah. ever because oh, like God. well, every time you had oh, I have three mana, like let me discard this now to yeah. cast this spell. Like we just had no idea what we were doing. Right, There's such and, a barrier of entry with magic. Like I, I didn't play for years, and then um, I had some friends at my last job who played, and they so they basically played in a draft style where basically you would buy a box together. And like, drafting script right and then you would only have those cards there was no like incentive to go buy more and then like kind of each time that we got together we would open up another pack mm-hmm. and like you would just grow your stuff so that no way crazy imbalance yeah right exactly so yeah, it was no, like, drafting is i think the once you learn yeah. how to play at a basic level i think drafting is a hundred percent the best way to play magic better. the best mm-hmm. way to continue learning and, and yeah. growing as like a player or whatever like drafting is the best yeah i love it i didn't have a lot of people to play with so i would just constantly make decks yeah, that's great too. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think and it all. I would play that this. divorce game and just see what my parents would split up between the game. But I would just push <laughs> the things into different categories. That was fun. That's what I would do after I would make decks for four hours. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. <laughs> you had you actually had you played with two cars in the game of life. <laughs> one of them was really fast and reckless. The other one just gave you bikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So one thing I did want to talk about. Wait, those are probably the same, actually. The other one that gave you love. Are there the any games that I would get bike. shooed out of Elm City Games for bringing? Like, if I no. showed up with no. my Pog collection, would no. you actually, just, like, so I have kick po- me I down have, the stairs have, throwing slammers so, at me on so, the way out? So uh, my Pogs, uh, or at least the ones I could find, are at Elm City Games right now because one of the weird projects we're working on is potentially doing something with Pogs. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're thinking about doing an uh, industry-wide thing where – it's primarily done as a promotion at conventions. Uh-huh. And so a company will have some basic ones, but a company will pay to get uh, sheets printed of pogs that are like, you know, like munchkin pogs and then mm-hmm. like, you know, D and D pogs and they'll pay to be a part of this overall thing. And they can do however they want to promote those, you know, like, Hey, mm-hmm. you have to sign up for our mailing list or play a demo or we don't fucking care. Just come by the booth, like to get this cool sheet of pogs. And then everybody's at the convention, like playing pogs, but they're like, Oh, I really wow. want this, this one. It was hard to get that kind of thing. You know, would you say that pogs are back? They're going to be, <laughs> Is I'm excited. In Pog Four, that's what oh I care God. about. Yeah. So, 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 since we're talking about divorce so much, the day we got divorced, um, Trish came back to New Haven. We went to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked down the block to um, Liffey's, mm-hmm. and we each and we did two shots of Jameson, and then had a beer, and then we went and got divorce tattoos. Wow. Your uh, life is so different than mine. Featuring, <laughs> featuring a line from the best Simpsons episode. Okay. Which is? Among many greats, which is when Milhouse's parents get divorced. That was a pretty good one. And so uh, we got it. And actually, it's the shittiest tattoo either of us have. Like the dude that did it was a fucking hack. Yeah. Um, 
which is great because we have like a lot of I think pretty good tattoos and see yeah. like world class people. You gotta have a couple of shit ones, though, um, right? That's just the rule. If you're gonna so get this, that many. so this guy, we, so because we went that after, who was gonna tattoo us this afternoon, right? Right. Um, so we got uh, crackers, like heart shaped crackers, sort of cracking in the middle, like a broken heart. Yeah. Yep. And it says crackers are a family food. Nice. Yeah. Do right? Do single people eat crackers? I don't know. We we don't and, know. We don't want to. And frankly, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, is that the same episode where Millhouse? So was that's it. Pants? So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye and good luck. I uh, I, don't I don't recall <laughs> saying good luck. <laughs> oh man, that is God. yes. That is also uh, everything's coming up. Millhouse. Yeah, everything's coming up. Millhouse. Um, God, that's right. Wow. My mixtape. Can I borrow a feeling? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it is literally the because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is it is the it is hilarious. It, Pretty it is, sad, but it is so fucking real. Yeah, and it is like real in like the darkest way. Yeah. Like I sleep in a race car. Well, I sleep in a bed at home with my wife. Like <laughs> I sleep whoa, in a big bed man. with my wife. <laughs> yeah, like if you've ever been divorced or even just like broken up with in a very yeah. sad situation, like yeah, man, like. Oh, it just it gets you. Like I loved it. Did you get a race up. car bed? I did not. I kept my same bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's was even worse. It was bigger. <laughs> nice. So I invited good. guests. Okay, it's good. Oh, it's fun. Um, so one of the things I did want to talk about is uh, inclusiveness in gaming. So obviously, you know. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. You know, like. I'm a, I'm a software developer, and the game, the board game community, like the software development community, tends to be pretty white, pretty male. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of like some sense, it's just like the origins of like nerd culture. You know what I mean? Kind of self-selected, probably. Yeah, I youth. mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, I think yeah. actually, I think more of it is um, less self-selected and more sort of like socioeconomic reflective. That like you know, who could afford computers? Yeah, well, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, and probably young girls are discouraged from being involved in like you can't play with us, girl. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Go play with it's, your doll. It's, yeah, it's it's institutionalized insult, girl, girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's, it's, Can you it's, tell I didn't know any girls? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very much institutional yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's um, fair. But uh, yeah, so so gaming. This is really, this so is how really we... funny. Well, this is a really funny timing because I just got embroiled in a bit of a thing. Um, that's great. So um, Gen Con, which is the, uh, I think it's the second biggest sort of like fan convention in the U.S. and definitely the biggest game focused convention in mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and uh, it is uh, – they just announced their uh, special guests this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year the theme is uh, like change in gaming, in, something something about like sort of like people that are really, you know, making things happen in yep. gaming, right? And so um, one of the guests is this guy that did um, Roll20, which is a digital tabletop for playing D&D effectively mm-hmm. right and it, there's been a bunch of them but this one really caught on it's great right this is a real innovative kind of thing right mm-hmm. like, or, or you know big change because of this um another one is this guy jordan weisman um he has done a bunch of stuff in tabletop and digital he was a fucking disney imagineer like just a oh, brilliant brilliant dude not a real uh, job title no, it's, it is it <laughs> no is. i know it's they the made it one but come on it's not <laughs> it's actually the, it's actually the best i would i it, any for all none of your disney uh listeners yeah. Uh, I know there's probably a couple. What is a Disney listener? 
a child? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> well, not I mean, people that work, people that work at, uh, at, at the House of Mouse, as it were. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Disney employees, probably not many. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they, but the uh, another guest they announced is uh, Anita Sarkeesian, um, who I hope I'm pronouncing correctly. Um, but I'm, uh, and uh, she does uh, feminist frequency. She is um, one of the leading voices in sort of talking about uh, toxic masculinity in gaming and mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, sort of feminist critique of things in gaming and just absolutely brilliant super on point yeah. like really respected academically highly really respected mm-hmm. so highly harassed yeah, yeah. Um, go be a girl yeah no just, i mean it's no like bad. the word like yeah. like like People to the point where the fbi well. is like involved to like yeah, no. like relocate well, she was involved like, in all that gamergate the stuff, gamergate right? stuff yeah. yeah she is she is she is brutally uh you know just dragged into this just trash and um so she was announced as one of the guests for this sort of like theme of change and yeah, whatever. And yeah. it's like, yeah, are you fucking Good kidding guess. me? Of course. Yeah, this is perfect. Right. So we all know what happened next. And that is that, you know, the alt right troglodyte misogynists, um, freaked out like real hard. Right. Yeah. And you know, obviously, you know, so I'm someone who is a, a really vocal, um, I would say like hard line, like, yeah, no, you definitely like, are a pro punch Nazis kind of guy. If you're not sure much. about Matt, you know, I know some of you are like, oh, is it okay to punch Nazis? Matt is definitely on the pro punching side. I mean, we literally sell shirts that say punch Nazis. Yeah, so uh, I'm more like on the fence because I'm generally nonviolent. But I'm cool with all I that don't too. Feel great about what the Nazis did to like my family personally. And I mean, a bunch you other definitely, people. You definitely. I mean, you definitely <laughs> got out of it by hearing out their thoughts and no, then debating yeah, was, them. Right. <laughs> No. You were like, hey, listen, man, this isn't actually cool. <laughs> right. And Hitler's like, oh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, I think. My bad. Was, yeah. I mean, I'm. Mine bad. Is I that... want to believe we're not there uh, in America, but, you know, we'll see. Point being, point being, I think, yeah. honestly, and honestly, I think there's a really, really important role for the, a spectrum of kind of approaches to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing for me, honestly, and, you know, to go wildly off topic here for a second is, is that it is, uh, I think some of us need to get dirty. And, yeah. and I do not think that I have uh, the moral high ground necessarily, but I do believe that we are in crisis mode and that the fact is these cheaty, dirty motherfuckers are going to do whatever, right? Yeah. And when the argument is we want to murder you. Yeah, the moral you, high ground is not I don't – yeah, exactly. The moral, the moral high ground is great if yeah. you – yeah, if you're not dead. Right. right. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and, and I fear uh, that these things are happening and that and that like, you know, like looking at this thing with Gen Con, right? Like there are people that are making like there was another thing with Origins that just happened where they uninvited a dude that they discovered was actually this really awful alt-right troll. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting like bomb threats. Like the FBI is now going to be like at this convention like right. – because these are marginally credible threats, right? And there's enough of them that they're like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And – all these school shootings and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a really crazy time yeah. to have unpopular opinions to some of these fucking lunatics. Right. And, and so there is a sense of danger. There is a sense of like, this is, this is not a good scene. And, um, for me personally, uh, as a relatively, uh, larger gentleman, uh, someone who sings in hardcore bands, for a long time, uh, which indicates a certain uh, aggressiveness. Well, yeah. aggressiveness. Yeah, uh, but then, then the bonus excitability, maybe. Well, well then the fun bonus <laughs> that I taught Krav Maga for a number of years. Okay. Um, and uh, bit of an honorary Jew. That's good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my grandpa Henry and my grandma Eva that were like, you know, you have those fake relatives. Yeah. I was definitely like, I, I've led, um, uh, you know, like Passover seders. Oh, wow. So uh, you're more Jewish than me, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you the fake wait, relative or them? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nice. Am I right? Am I, I right? mean, I, we, I, I sure. got no idea. Yeah. I feel like I might have fucked it up. But um, yeah, so right. do you feel I got like- made fun of in middle school for not having a bar mitzvah. Okay. That is wow. the, this sort yeah. of multicultural environment I grew up do in. Do you see any of that misogyny or anything in the local gaming community? Because this is like at the conventions well, and all of course. that. Do so, you see it so, around here? Oh, I just want to finish my thought about punching Nazis. Um, and that is that like I – that there are some of us who have – like we all have roles, right? And there's yeah. conciliators. There's people that are going to make peace. There's people You're that are You're a puncher. Gonna, and I'm yeah. pretty all right at punching people. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a not, bad puncher. I'm I feel not, like I would I'm not, be I'm not, not super tough. I'm not, I'm not tough to people that are actually tough. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm tough to people that aren't, which is most of these fucking motherfuckers that are just yeah. like terrified little idiots. Um, and so me being like, hey, man, you got a problem with her? Like, well, come fucking find me because if I see you, I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out. Nice. And, and that uh, is a thing that really deters a lot of this because a lot of these people, they're like – yeah, they you are know, hiding behind their keyboards. Well, yeah, and and it, and, and it's and it's really really hard. Uh, it's a really tough move for you to threaten a hundred pound uh, girl who's like right. nineteen and like sure man, but like hey, like I'll fucking punch back. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there are definitely people on the industry who have been publicly put on notice that if they see me, they need to start swinging or start running. Nice. All um, right. And, so how do and, we? So how do we as a community do a better job? Like, is it just punching or there are other things that could be done? There's a lot. I mean, because again, I'm a poor puncher personally. I mean, more than, more than I guess than we could learn at this age, but it just feels like I probably no, have other skills. It's good. It's good. Uh, I, what I prefer to do is antagonize someone so they want to punch me and then run. And then they punch you. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm justified. Right. Exactly. And then, so then, and then I, I feel better about it. Me. I was going to do it anyway, but then I feel yeah. better about myself if they hit you first. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, so, so there's so many different things that can be done. Right. And, and I think first and foremost is, um, listen and believe women when they talk about this stuff. Right. Yeah. So many of us, uh, and I struggled with this too, right. You don't want to think that these yeah. things are going on. You don't want to like, we, we don't understand what it's like. Right? Yeah, I like, had to have just, my sister open my eyes. Like I was like, Oh, like I remember this conversation so clearly. I was like, Oh, so what do you like get cat call once in a great while? She's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like this is like a, near daily occurrence of my life just guys shouting shit at me yeah all the time and i'm like holy shit and like i mean yeah so i, I think, had to believe it was my it was my sister i was like but i mean you know I, you don't want to believe you don't want to believe it that's the thing that's the that thing shitty, is it's it's it's, you know? it's it's not quite cognitive dissonance but it's it's very much a situation where it's like well i don't want to believe that every woman in my life worries about getting raped like kind of every day yeah right like what a fucking horrific thing to realize. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, so the biggest thing I think first step and, and it makes a huge difference is just like, shut up and be like, holy shit. Like I'm listening to your experience yeah. and I'm horrified by that. And I empathize and, and whatever it is, mm-hmm. like I want to, stop this right because because until so many people just don't even realize these things that are in their lives right like and and being open to recognizing that there's a lot of other things going on than your experience um is is hugely important right and then and then i think recognizing as men that we have an immense privilege 
and yeah. have had that privilege our entire lives. And and it's not like, oh, well, I should be rich because I have privilege, right? Sure. Like, no, like, yeah. fuck you, man. Um, it is it is that, like, you know, like, we don't worry about that stuff, right? right. Like, People I don't take fucking, me seriously. Like, I'm, for instance, I had, a, I had a friend, and she was she left the engineering field to do finance because she's like, I felt like an engineering guy just dismissed me. Like, they wouldn't listen to my thoughts, or, like, I would say a thought in a meeting, and then somebody would just repeat that thought, and they would get, like, a guy would get all the credit, and it was just, like, I basically felt, like, invisible. So, like, know? have you ever been to, like, a dance club for the straight people? Yeah. I don't enjoy I like it. I, I really, yeah. I love dancing. I don't go to straight clubs as much as possible. Um, partly because I like to dance with boys. Right. But, um, I was like, I mean, I don't know. But also because it's a way better time because, because, um, have, how many, how many sort of circles of dudes have you seen? Like circles of like friend, like dude friends. Like, like just dancing kind of with like each other, protecting each other in a circle. Oh pattern. yeah, no, not too often. Right, yeah, right. right. But like every they fucking straight club, around, I would say. Yeah, they're like fucking <laughs> vultures. Yeah, right. Yeah, and around a circle of women who have arranged themselves in a manner to protect one another. Yeah, right. Like, like what a fucking different experience, right? Yeah. So, so just kind of accepting that the world is fucking bananas and terrible, and that we have this huge privilege, and fuck. Like, yeah. and, and it's not to say that we should feel terrible about it mm-hmm. or that we need to, uh, you know, give up what it is or that we haven't struggled. Right. right. Like it's, it's, it's just recognizing that the system is fucking tilted in our favor yeah. and that there's a lot of shit that we don't have to think about or deal with. Right. We want to go play a game online. Right. I might be called something rude because I'm bad at League of Legends, <laughs> right? However, League of Legends, I would say however, more than likely. However, if be, I'm yeah, on there, however, if I'm on there, I'm like, "Fuck you, you're 12," right? Yeah, and yeah. I have a big boy voice, right? And I can say things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you come on and your name, not even talking, your name is like anything remotely feminine, yeah. Like you are going to be harassed top Absolutely. to bottom. Yeah. Like no. just just the entire experience. Yeah. You're gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna. Blo- you can't even play the game with chat because you're gonna have to block everyone. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. and not everyone. Right. I mean, this is and the, the, this is the problem with these things. Right. Is that is that it's a very small percentage. So but vocal. But they're though. so vocal yeah. and so horrific. Yeah. That that it's just it dominates these experiences. Right. For you know for a if a hundred people don't try to rape you and one does. Like, well, the one one instance is gonna like right. really cause a problem, right? And and and, and if so, we don't believe that one time. Oh god! Now it's yeah. just like okay, well, now there's no consequences and the whole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going through a thing right now. It's fucking. It's rough, man. It's rough. Yeah. There's people that that you know and you hear things and you're just like, oh god, yeah. I don't, I don't want to believe that, right? Yeah. How can I? We want to rationalize it away. We want to be like, oh, this isn't. This isn't the worst it can't be it's not that bad yeah. right? like oh you know and 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 it's like man like it is it is it's that bad yeah like, fuck. all right so and, i think and, this is a great segue into pizza everybody who wants <laughs> oh man i'm sorry guys i didn't need to do that anyway but anyway, we are to wrap that to wrap that up to, to wrap that up specifically yeah. like dudes just need to fucking do better listen a bit yeah I, i'm with like you. listen mm-hmm. recognize yeah. you have privilege and allow people that are suffering these things to kind of help tell you what to do yeah, it's really it's really fun to lead the charge and be in front yeah and be like i'm doing these things for women right? right um but it's way harder to just like shut the fuck up and get no credit and just be a decent human being yeah 
All right, everybody. We had such a great time with Matt Fantastic. We actually split this into two separate episodes. So thank you so much for listening. The second half will come out next week. Uh, it's a little more lighthearted, so that's fun. And we play a bunch of games, and uh, we learn about New Haven and pizza and all that good stuff. So uh, we will see you next week, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.